Americans are celebrating Thanksgiving this weekend, and one of the things we have to be thankful for is how easy we have access to God's Word. Over the last decade, 400 million people have connected with God's Word by downloading the YouVersion app. Brian Russell is executive director of YouVersion, and he isn't resting on this success. There are 7.5 billion people in the world. 400 million is really not that incredible. It's a good start. We're on the ground floor. We're just getting started. We believe the best is yet to come. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are in the studio today in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, with Brian Russell. Brian is the executive director of YouVersion, and uh, you probably have heard of YouVersion. Uh, I would suggest that uh, many of our listeners probably could pull out their phone right now uh, and pull up the YouVersion app. Brian, welcome to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thanks so much, Dot. I'm really excited to be here and uh, happy that I didn't have to travel too far to get here today. <laughs> That's true. Where Where is YouVersion headquartered? So we are headquartered at the headquarters of Life Church, which is in Edmond, Oklahoma, only about two hours from so here. Just down the road from Bartlesville, Oklahoma. I want to start out today because we're going to be talking about the scripture. So I want to start out with a scripture, uh, and I'm sure you've heard it before as it relates to you version. It is from Isaiah 55. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. Uh, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The Bible says his word will not come back void. You version is literally putting his word into the hands of billions. Is that fair? Billions of people? Millions? Certainly hundreds of millions of people. I would say hundreds of millions, yes, yes, and eventually billions. Eventually that's the, billions. That's we the say hope. By faith. That's the intention, yes. Yeah, I love that you you shared that verse because that verse, um, when I think about it, it really uh, humbles me and impacts me thinking about what our team gets to be a part of. And we're constantly reminding ourselves because like any ministry or business – we can go days and weeks of just doing our thing, writing code, designing things, and easily forget, hey, what we're doing is actually helping facilitate people getting God's word. And so that verse is a constant reminder to us of what God is able to do, uh, because it's his word, uh, what he's able to do through <laughs> our <owns> <laughs> efforts uh, in technology. Well, I am I'm personally thankful for the YouVersion app. It, it impacts me. In fact, this morning, uh, my wife and I are using the CCV, the Bible in one year plan, uh, which I love because it has five readings a week. So if you miss a day, you're not hopelessly behind. You can catch up. Amen. And we're using the audio Bible this year. So as we make breakfast, we're listening uh, and we're using the NIV listeners Bible that has Max McLean, the great actor, doing the reading. And so we get that powerful reading of the Bible every morning. So this is impacting me. It's impacting our family. Uh, but I know 
the app kind of started out as sort of an afterthought or a kind of an extra project for somebody. Talk a little bit about how things got started. Yeah, that's right. So we actually had launched a website first in 2007. So uversion.com is, is kind of how we started. And we often describe that as a failed project or at least <laughs> a project that was not going super well right. as far as the number of visitors every week or every month. And in fact, in 2008, we were considering shutting down the project because like many things at Life Church, one of our kind of axioms or something that we adhere to is leaning in where there's momentum and pouring fuel on on fires that are that are already blazing. And so you version in the beginning actually was not that <laughs> it was not one of those blazing fires. It was not blazing, but before shutting down the project, we had heard that Apple was opening up an app store and allowing third-party developers to develop apps. And we had the thought, would this maybe be a successful way to connect with people and allow people to engage with his word? And so as almost an afterthought, asked one of the team members on the team at that time who happened to be a 19-year-old fan of Apple, hey, would you be interested in building an iPhone application? At that time, the only requirements to build an iPhone application were to be a 19-year-old kid and love <laughs> Apple. Uh, and he ticked both those boxes. So um, we did that. And you had to love Apple even to know what an application was because this that's is like right. the iPhone had just come out. It's like, what's an application? I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know, now uh, with billions of apps on both uh, the Apple platform as well as Google's uh, Android platform, it's it's hard to remember even 11 yeah. or 12 years ago. But we did that. And much to our uh, joy and um, maybe surprise, <laughs> Apple approved the app and it was one of the 200 apps available the day the App Store launched. Wow. And we we did that hoping that maybe we would see 85,000 installs or so of that app in the first year. And in the first few days, we saw 83,000 installs of the app and knew this is something we need to pour now more we have a, fuel a, on. a fire that's blazing. That's right. What do you credit that to? I, I mean, do you think there was a lot of hunger out there for people that wanted to engage with the Bible that didn't know how, or they just thought it was cool. Hey, I'll have my Bible on my phone. I won't have to carry the book. What? Yeah. What do you credit that to? You know, we we often are asked, why don't you charge ninety nine cents for your app? If you charge just ninety nine cents for your app, you'd have well over four hundred million dollars. And you know, we like to answer that in a couple of ways. One, we're not we're not leveraging this project for financial purposes. And we we view this as ministry itself. Mm -hmm. It's not a means in order to raise money for ministry. It is a ministry. We also like to point out, and we really believe that even if the app only costs 99 cents, we would have nowhere near 400 million plus uh, installs of the app. And so I think for a lot of people, there are barriers to connect with God's word. And that might be a barrier of cost, so someone may be somewhat interested or convicted to read scripture, but if it costs $20 to purchase a Bible, that might be a prohibitor. Mm -hmm. It may be accessibility or just having 
having the Bible on you at the moment that you really feel compelled to read it. And so I really believe that's one of the one of the things that God has used is just the the free accessibility that people now have because whether they realize it or not, they're walking around with a Bible in their pocket or the potential to have a Bible in their pocket. And having raised children in the last 10 years, the phone is sort of surgically attached. <laughs> I mean, you always have your Bible with you if it's on your phone because you always have your phone with you. Uh, so that that connection point, how, how were the conversations in the early days when you said, yeah, we want you know, go to a, a translator or a Bible publisher. Yes, we want your intellectual property, and we know that you sell it, and that's how you make a living, and we're just going to give it away to everyone who wants it. Did you get some resistance or, or some pushback of, wait a minute, this is this is how we're, we're a business. We sell stuff. You want to give our stuff away. Sure, yeah. And, you know, it's actually a good moment to give a shout out to all of our partners um, with Bible content especially, but also even with uh, devotional and Bible plan content. Really, Uversion is a story of partnership. We would not be the Bible app uh, without our partners and without intellectual property holders granting access to, in some cases, their most uh, lucrative or valuable piece of intellectual property. It would be really hard to have a Bible app without the Bible, uh, we've come to realize. (laughs) And so I do want to give honor uh, to those partners. And yes, I think in the beginning, before Uversion was very well known, um, especially I think there was some apprehension of just not knowing can we trust you with with such a valuable uh, piece of intellectual property? That I, I attribute a lot of the early favor with partnerships, with friends of ours, partners who came alongside and said, we really believe and see what God is doing through your work. And so we have leverage and credibility with some of these partners. Let us uh, speak on behalf of you. And so again, even there, it's really been a story of collaboration and partnership that's allowed us to do what we do. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brian Russell. He's the executive director of Uversion. Uh, Brian, I want to talk a little bit about your personal story. And I know part of your story is uh, you went to a VOM conference and were impacted by the stories of persecuted Christians. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, sometimes people are very surprised to learn that as the executive director of Uversion, I don't actually have a technology background. My background is more in cross-cultural ministry as well as business. So part of my story is as I was starting to get involved in cross-cultural work, one of the places I first uh, focused on or had a a tremendous burden for and visited quite often uh, was the country of Cuba. And during that time, this would have been probably 1997 or so, I was introduced to Voice of the Martyrs, attended one of your conferences in Indianapolis, and was very impacted by realizing, for me, I think the eye-opener was, okay, I'm not a completely uh, weird, uh, well, maybe I am completely weird, but there are other weirdos. There's other weird guys Yeah, there are other weirdos that are burdened. Um, maybe even in a way that you can't articulate, but just a a burden for parts of the world where maybe God's word and the gospel is not quite as accessible or easy to, um, to, to hear or have access to. 
And, you know, we're still doing conferences around the country. I encourage our listeners, vomadvance.com. When Brian went, we did one conference a year in one location. Now we're doing 20 conferences in different parts of the country. Uh, so hopefully make them more accessible. You also served, Brian, in North Africa uh, in closed nations, you know, hostile situations, working among Muslims. What did God teach you through those experiences that, that you're putting into practice now in, in your work? Wow. I feel like he taught me so many things during those years, and my memory and my thoughts about North Africa are thoughts of fondness. There, there was such beauty in that part of the world, and I think one of the things that impacted me is just how important it is to build relationships with those that are different from you. And for me, spending time in various countries, building actual friendships or business relationships with people helped tear down walls or preconceived ideas about those people or stereotypes about people in those countries. So that's one thing. Another thing that I that I learned is the power of God's word. And we often talk about God's word being alive. It's his living word. There was something about being in those context with uh, Muslim majorities that that really became evident to me and came alive to me as I heard story after story of Muslim background believers who were very devout Muslims, but then encountered Jesus or had a, a deep affection and fondness for Christ. Um, now, how many of those stories involved hearing scripture, getting a hold of scripture? It, it blew me away the number of, of times that I heard someone say, I happened to get a Bible somehow, and it was just reading the Bible that something came to life in my heart. Sometimes that was accompanied by visions or dreams. Sometimes it was just the Word of God birthing to life in someone's heart. And, you know, obviously that's one of the reasons we're passionate about getting Bibles out into those hostile and restricted nations here at Voice of the Martyrs. We're talking today on VOM Radio with Brian Russell. He is the executive director of Uversion. So, Brian, you touched on this a little bit, but but unpack it a little more. You're working, doing gospel work in North Africa, and then you transition into building this amazing app. It doesn't seem like that's a natural career path. <laughs> how, how, <laughs> right. did, how did God move you from Africa to app? Yeah. So one thing that I learned, even while— just um, still in North Africa, we had, as a family, really become business-focused. I think before that, it was viewed as, hey, maybe this could be something that we do as almost like a side project to grant us the ability to do what we really want to do, which is ministry. And honestly, my my perspective on that shifted quite a bit as I realized that God really wanted us to honor him by pouring our heart, uh, soul, blood, sweat, tears into the business itself. And yes, he did open up doors through that. He did leverage um, our business ventures to, to connect with people, but it was never a front 
or a um, kind of s- side project. It, it was a legitimate business. You hear the word platform a lot. That that yep. was our platform to be able to get into the country, but we were really there to do. Yeah, business. and I and I don't want to discount that. In perhaps in some context, that is um, something that uh, people find success in. But for me, I became. I, I would almost say I moved from being almost ashamed to to have a joy and passion for business and to see success in business to actually embracing that and celebrating how God wired me and and recognizing that that joy and those giftings might actually be from him and it's not a bad thing to want to excel to to see success in that obviously keeping the right perspective of this is all for his glory and leveraging it as best I can um, to bring honor to him but I've, I've I've seen that carry over now in the work that I do in the team that I lead uh, doing you version God has brought together 55 or so very different from one another people from different backgrounds and walks of life uh, different geographic areas of the world and through this team is doing amazing things and some of them will share I never thought that God would use me in ministry because all I know how to do is code or all I know how to do is design. And it it saddens me to think that very skilled and gifted software engineers could ever have the thought that that's all that they're able to do. When in fact, that's one of the most valuable talents and skill sets that the church could use today. So you had a, a missions background in closed nations. You come to Uversion. How, how long did it take you to start thinking, okay, how can we how can we translate this into Arabic? How can we translate this into Chinese? How can we make this a tool for believers in those closed countries? Yeah, so my my first focus on Uversion was actually to expand the app experience and the content in the app beyond English and North America. So we were about a year and a half old at that point and had seen relative success already in English-speaking circles and countries, uh, particularly in, in the United States and Canada. But we started to realize that it would not be good stewardship if we did not leverage what God was doing to impact people far beyond English and far beyond North America. And so we began to focus on getting Bible version content, uh, Bible plan content into as many languages as possible, and then also translating the app experience itself into as many languages so that people in a variety of countries or from different language backgrounds could have a native app experience that was very familiar to them, very comfortable to them. So I'm not a tech person, okay? I'm not a coder. How, how does that work? Because I can't imagine that your 55 staff members speak all the different languages that you have <laughs> Bibles in. So how do I code in a language I don't speak? That, that's a great question. I talked earlier about how Uversion is, is a story of partnership and collaboration. That is very true with regards to our language reach In addition to the 55 or so team members that we have, staff members, we have hundreds of volunteers around the world that translate our app experience 
the menus, the buttons, the email communication that we send, all of that happens in more than 60 languages. And it's only because we have hundreds and hundreds of active volunteers every month that are translating those app strings or emails. And then each of those languages have, have multiple translators that are checking each other's work, approving it, uh, volunteer leaders who oversee each of those language teams. And I am continually blown away and humbled by the passion that our volunteers bring. Some of them are dedicating up to 40 hours a week unpaid. As volunteers. As volunteers. Wow. Some of them have been volunteering with us for a decade. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. So they believe, you know, the verse we started out with, God's word will not return void. Obviously, they believe that. They're willing to give their lives, literally, uh, hour by hour to that. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brian Russell. He is the executive director of Uversion, the, the makers of the Bible app. Brian, at some point you decided, okay, we've got this app. It's great for grown-ups. What, how, do we, how do we make it better for kids, or how do we do something for children? Talk a little bit about the process that got you to the Bible app for kids. So when we launched the Bible app, it was really for a lot of us on the team. A lot of the features we built, a lot of the thought that went into it was actually trying to solve our own problem, and that is we really believe that the Bible is God's Word, we think it's a good thing to engage in it regularly, but we're really having a hard time doing that if we're honest with ourselves. And so we, we spent a lot of time building something that actually benefited us ourselves. We are our own yeah. audience. I, uh, I think Tim Ferriss gives the advice, scratch your own itch, you know, figure yeah, out we how you're going to scratch your own itch. And then somebody else probably wants that too. Yeah. And we, we've seen that play out. We, we often hear people say that it wasn't the Bible app that convince them to read scripture or kind of change their mind about the Bible. More times than not, people are letting us know, you know, this is something that I've always wanted to do. I felt like I needed to do. Your app has helped me do what I already wanted to do. So I mentioned that because it connects a little bit to the Bible app for kids that we created. Many of us on the team five years into this had kids in the age range of um, being able to understand principles from Scripture, but they're not quite ready for the Bible app yet. And so that, in conjunction with one of our uh, great partners, One Hope, having a vision and burden to see kids have a similar experience or opportunity that adults have with the Bible app, seeing kids be able to have that with mobile phones as well as tablets – that was how our Bible app for kids birthed. And how is it different, or, or what is it, how is it specifically structured for younger readers? So the Bible app for kids is very different and distinct from the Bible app in that the whole experience is for children. It's designed and created to appeal to kids, uh, especially between the ages of three to six, although it, we have two-year-olds that will navigate <laughs> around it. We have seven, eight-year-olds that, that also benefit from it. But unlike the Bible app, which is very text and audio-centric, the Bible app for kids is very visual and includes fun activities around Bible stories. It includes animations that 
kids can touch the screen and have the animations come to life. Um, it also is very audio centric. So for kids who cannot read yet, they can listen to every story audibly, as well as the questions and trivia that come in the app. It's all available to them and geared toward kids that are between three to six or so. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brian Russell. He's the executive director of Uversion. Brian, what are some of the stories you've heard of how the Bible app is impacting, and I think for our listeners, particularly impacting inside nations where you can't go down to the Bible bookstore and buy a copy of the Bible, this might be the only Bible somebody has. Probably the most moving stories for me are stories that we hear from countries of the world that tend to be a bit more restricted or or have uh, limited access to Scripture, or at least traditionally have had limited access. One story that stands out to me is from a, a ministry partner of ours in Iran, and they shared the story of a couple of uh, Iranian women who had been in prison for their faith and just the the struggle and trial that they went through, as you can imagine, uh, during that ordeal and coming out of that really needing the comfort and consolation that only God's word can bring and yet having trouble finding a Bible until someone pointed out to them that they could download the Bible app on their phones and they could read and listen to the Bible in Farsi. And these ladies were writing to us to thank our team for creating what we create and making it possible for them to find healing and hope in the midst of their greatest ordeal. Stories like that are so humbling and overwhelming to think we are based here in the in the middle of the United States, but God is able to take the work that we're doing and bring hope and healing to someone in such a place as that um, is really humbling and uh, encouraging and inspiring. Can you track how many countries the app has been downloaded in? Do you know that it's been downloaded in every country in the world, almost every country in the world? We do, yeah. So we, we do know that it has been installed in every country of the world. And there, even in uh, North Korea, uh, we know that there have been installs wow. of the app. And I think in, in some countries, it's, um, it's, a, it's a small number of countries, but there are a small number of countries where it's a little bit uh, trickier to, to access the internet or download apps. But um, people find a way creatively <laughs> to do that. It, uh, yeah, uh, it's amazing. Are there countries that you know of that have specifically shut down access to the app? You know, I think of uh, particularly China. They talk about the Great Firewall of China and how they control Internet. Do you know that you guys have been targeted by some of those nations? You know, we, we have not been blocked um, in any app stores, uh, which we are grateful for and, and celebrate there have been times that we suspect that um, maybe certain functionalities of our app or access to certain parts of our content have been blocked, but it's hard to tell sometimes whether that's targeted blocking or the fact that some of the big service providers are being blocked by a country and, and we, like other app developers, just get caught up in that. But as far as we know right now, we're not being prohibited from any specific region of the world. Awesome. 
We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brian Russell. He is the executive director of Uversion. Brian, my last two questions. One, I'm going to put you on the spot. You're a Bible guy. What is your favorite passage of Scripture? There's so many, but, <laughs> you know, one that stands out to me right now is, and it, and it actually was a pretty important verse to me during our work in North Africa, and that is Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. And that has just always been a, a inspirational verse to me, something that I think Paul could, uh, the fact that it came from Paul and his connection to seeing God work mightily in the most difficult of circumstances gives it uh, weight and credibility. And it's just a verse that more recently has been kind of stirring in my heart again. How do you, as the leader of a team and the leader of a team that has doing great work and you can point to all these stats of, wow, this has been amazing. God has blessed us. How do you stay aggressive and not sit back and kind of think, you know, we, this is, we've done more than we could have ever imagined. God has used this amazingly. Wow. And, and not get caught looking backwards and keep pressing forward. How, how do you personally, and how do you as, as a team, how do you do that? You know, I think one of the easy ways to keep looking forward is a lot of it has to do with perspective. And so we often will hear from from people, wow, 400 million installs, that's amazing. And that is one perspective. One perspective is to look at 400 million installs and think that is incredible. That's not an incorrect perspective, but an additional perspective is to think there are seven and a half billion people in the world. 400 million is really not that incredible. It's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah. And we often talk about um, we're on the ground floor. We're just getting started. We believe the best is yet to come. And something specifically that God stirred in my heart a year ago when we we were celebrating our 10-year anniversary, he reminded me that everything we've seen, um, if you want to call it success or just uh, large numbers, millions and billions of uh, engagement points, all of that was built upon what at one time was just an idea. There was no team. There was no real understanding about how to do this. There was not even an app store at that time. If God could do all that he's done in 10 years built on what is just an idea, what could he do these next 10 years building on what now is the foundation and the starting point? And I think if we don't see God do amazingly more than what we've already seen, then we have totally missed the mark and have not done our job of dreaming big and continuing to push push hard. Brian, as we finish up, we always like to equip our listeners to pray. Uh, and so how do we pray for the team at Uversion and for the ministry that you're doing uh, around the world? One specific prayer request that I would ask for is prayer for more team members. We're actually in a f- uh, season and phase of looking to expand pretty significantly the the reach of the app, as well as the features and um, different things that we facilitate through the app experience, specifically, or a little bit more specifically, 
Whereas up until now, we've been focused just on Bible engagement. We want to continue to grow that, but at the same time, also facilitate other experiences that allow for intimacy with God, whether that's through prayer or worship or other um, things. And so we are growing our team. And I would just ask for prayer that we would be able to hire uh, and find the right people that can bring to the app and to the team the thing that's going to uh, carry us through these next 10 years. Brian, if people want to connect with Uversion, and you mentioned you're looking for staff, uh, how do people find you? How do people connect with Uversion? Okay, I'll give you two different web addresses. One, if you're looking for the app, you can go to bible.com slash app, and that will actually take you to the app store no matter what device you're on. If you're looking to learn more about Uversion or looking to see what jobs we have open, that sort of thing, you can just go to uversion.com. Brian, it's been great to have you with us. Thank you for helping us understand how God has planted this seed, and now it's grown amazingly uh, in the reach of Uversion over the years. Thanks for being our guest on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thanks so much, Todd. Really appreciate you and Voice of the Martyrs. God bless you. Well, we are thankful, and we start out with the verse uh, from Isaiah 55, God's word will not return void. Uh, that is true when we send it into the Middle East. It's true when we send it into China. Uh, it's also true when we place it in our own hearts. So I would encourage you, if you are not regularly reading God's Word, uh, make that a part of your Christian walk. Let the Bible impact you. Let it wash over you and change you from the inside out. Uh, Uversion is a great tool to do that. Like I said, my wife and I are using it every day, uh, and so I believe in it. And I uh, would we'll just encourage you, make reading the Scriptures a part of your daily life and a part of your walk with God. We will see you next week here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio as we continue to explore what God is doing around the world and some of the amazing tools that are at His disposal uh, and how a little idea can grow into something that is literally affecting hundreds of millions of people. So be back with us next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.